conversations and meditations. With Justin Martin. Welcome everybody. Uh, we've got um, Nicole Hamilton here with us today. Uh, Nicole's been running a whole range of retreats and special events such as ice baths, etc., at Riverdale. She approached us about potentially being on the podcast, and we jumped at the chance because we find Nicole to be fascinating and lovely. So yeah, look, welcome Nicole. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast, so I'm super excited to be here and. Let's see where this goes. Awesome. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, uh, we don't really have a specific plan in mind other than to introduce yourself to our audience and for me to get to know you a little better. Welcome to Riverdale. Thank you so much. How long have we known each other, Justin? It's been four years that I've been work- well, coming here and hosting. Yeah, I think it would have to be pretty close to four years. Yeah, I reckon. Um, it it's, goes so quick that I, I must admit I sort of, you know, Jazz told me she'd been working here for five years. Yeah, so in, I th- in, yeah it must be four. It must be four that I've been hosting my events here. Yep, for sure. No, it's great. I mean, the, the momentum's really built as well, which is, I think, something that a lot of uh, new presenters and facilitators in any space mm-hmm. need to be aware of is, is that consistency and determination to to keep going and make things build and generate around you because oftentimes we have people come, they've got a great idea and for whatever reason it doesn't fly the first time and there never is a second time. You know, so I think it's... Well, um, I've, I've had events here that, that didn't work, you know, that yeah. I, a free event and just didn't have publicity um, and then, yeah, like you said, rejig, retry and um, now we're running weekly events here, like you said, those ice baths which are free. Crystal, uh, my co-host and I, Every Wednesday here at 6 p.m., we've got our ice bath, meditation, and breath work. But, um, yeah, we just wanted to give back to the community this year. And we also, since last year, have been holding hosting our self-love retreats here, which have been sold out. So we're so, ex- so excited. We've booked four dates with you guys this year. But, yeah, it's a beautiful space just to, to come and, and be in. Yeah, we appreciate that. Uh, I've got to tell you as well, your uh, ice baths ironically have caught fire. Cause, um, I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> it, it's even inspired some of our staff. They've gone and invested in their own ice bath. Beautiful. And they've been doing their own version on a, a Friday lunchtime just to torture each other, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm coming down. Yeah, cool. So, <laughs> the, no, more, the more cold therapy, the better. For sure. No specific time. It's just when it fits into their day. But Oh, been... I might have to get them to text me. Yeah, mm. for sure. Great, for sure. Great. Yeah, so Cass and Dennis have, have had a couple of midday ice baths just because they yeah. could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's becoming a real thing, and I'm, I'm so glad that the, the method has, has been catching on. But uh, Crystal and I were inspired by the Chill Seekers. Uh, they hold their, theirs at Brighton, uh, Summerton Beach. Mm-hmm. And then um, I helped co-host one at Largs Bay on a Tuesday morning at 6.30 a.m. And Jazzy actually helped there, the uh, yoga instructor here. And, um, yeah, but it's just becoming a whole, you know, community I see this year of people putting back into the community. Most of these events are free. You know, you bring a bag of ice. You connect with a beautiful tribe of people. You know, you meditate. You yeah, do some healings. And then the cold therapy, honestly, has um, given me so much more energy, vitality. I just feel better, more energized from doing it consistently this year. Yeah, what I understand, there's been even a lot of research about mental health benefits mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera, anti-inflammatory. There's a ho- yeah, there's a whole method if you Google Wim Hof. But yeah, there's so many scientific benefits as well. I love it because I feel good and my mental health and body is actually, yeah, but it, it can, it can help so many ailments as well. 
Have you um, extended your practice from when you first started? What 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 sort of time frames were you initially achieving up to now that you're kind of a, a seasoned veteran? <laughs> yeah. So um, and and let me just state this: I hated the cold. Like you know, winter would moan about it. Uh, you know, always the one in a thousand jackets and scarves. So the first one, I was petrified, and that's the first question we get: is like, I hate the cold. Two minutes, the first one, just smashed it out. Now, since then, I think I've got up to seven and I can have cold showers now. They don't bother me. The weather doesn't seem to bother me. And it's really, really cool as well. So we have kids doing this as well, which is a good segue for me. But um, my my young, my youngest um, is ASD, so autistic and very introverted. And he's just loved it. And I don't know if it's a mixture of the community and the ice baths, but he loves the counting down. I'm going to get to my two minutes. And I've noticed after doing them, He's so much more chatty and and very present and kind of lets me in his mind, tells me what's going on in there. So, yeah, we have kids come as well. So if you're a mama bear out there and you want to come, you know, it's not, you know, yes, there's a meditation, but if your kids are playing in the background, it all is welcome at the the ones here that we've got on on Wednesday. Or if a border collie's come running in. Border collie, yes, we've had that. We've had that as well. That's all good. Guilty. Apologies. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. I used to do ice baths some time ago. I've fallen out of the habit. For many years now. You're going to stay tonight then? (laughs) I didn't bring my bathers. (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) Maybe. I've got a great excuse. I've got kids too. Yes, yes. (laughs) um, But one of these days. Well, thank you very much for for kind of filling us in a little bit about that. As part of these interviews, what I've been trying to really achieve is finding out a little bit more about who people are, um, a bit of your your story, how you've come to be Mm. who you are today. Mm. Um, is, Is there any... Stuff you could tell us about, like did you grow up in South Australia? Where, where did you grow up? Yeah, so I grew up in the Barossa, so just uh, just past Kapunda in a little town called Allendale North. I uh, went to Kapunda High School and, um, yeah, I really did love that that country life and then moved down to the northern suburbs. But, yeah, I'd lived in South Australia my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, was there a reason that you moved out of the country? Just Mum and Dad, yeah. Sure. We, we moved up there when I was in grade three, so about eight, and then they built a business and, and came back down to oh, the cool. northern suburbs. So kind of lived this kind of area my whole life, so Gaul is kind of home for me as well. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah my, I live in Gummeracker in the hills, so my, my kids have enjoyed that yeah, country small life. small country town life. Um, they've just stepped into high school now, so they've gone to a bigger school. We've got 200 kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be a few more than that, but it, I believe it's under 300 kids in the oh school. And that to them is such a giant leap from the 60 kids that were in their, their school. So oh, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think there's pros and cons, you know. There's some, mm. some good and bad aspects to it. But um, as a parent, it's something that I'm personally trying to achieve, which is a uh, an opportunity for my kids to have that real sense of belonging somewhere. Mm. Um, when I was a kid, my, my parents were immigrants. And I, I think in the first six years, I went to five primary schools or something of that nature. Oh, wow. You know, we were shifting around and moving back to Scotland and back here. And um, it never really let me settle into a place. And, and as a result, I, I think it did shape my personality to a degree. I'm happy with who I ended up being, but I think it could have been an easier path if I'd had some stability around around my childhood. but Well, interesting you say that because I had a fairly stable childhood and so I believe that I created my own chaos in my 20s mm-hmm. so that I could learn. So um, a, a little bit more about it. Tell, tell me about the chaos. <laughs> chaos sounds fun. <laughs> um, so 
the reason that I got into holistic healing and into hypnotherapy and in this world, basically 2013, I was an ice addict. So completely addicted, smoking ice in a pipe every single day. And um, I was a functioning addict. My parents didn't know. A small group of people around me knew, but I was really, I was losing the plot. Like I didn't want to be here. Um, I always knew I wanted to get sober and I had tried everything. I'd been to my doctor and confided, um, counsellors, psychologists, uh, even drug and alcohol counselling, so the DASA here in South Australia, yep. and nothing worked. And, I, you know, I'd get cleaner for a little bit and then back. And, um, you know, I've got my lessons now. But I met a guy through a friend of a friend and she said he's a hypnotherapist. And I literally had no idea about holistic healing at all. And I met him. And he looked at me and he's um, an energy healer as well. I call him a wizard. He's just amazing. And I could literally feel the tingles. And I was like, he's looking at me. Is he doing it? Like, what is hypnotherapy? (laughs) But I knew I needed it. Like, I just was so drawn. My soul was saying, yes, Nicole, this is what you need. I confessed to my parents because we had no money, me and my my ex. And um, my mum paid for that first session. And I never looked back. Like, I just had this internal shift when I had that session and I knew I would be sober with my kids, um, without my ex-husband, but I knew that was my path. And fast forward now, like nine years later, I have not stopped studying. You know, I, I've gone on and studied hypnotherapy myself. I've studied Reiki, energy healing, um, Seisham, NLP. I can't even list all the things that I've done. And then I went into disability and youth work as well and worked in schools. And throughout that, um, the lessons just kept coming, you know, working through you know, a marriage breakdown, depression, anxiety, a whole realm of things. And then also to add a twist to it all, coming out to my parents as bisexual and then marrying a woman. So all of that, but through the through all of it, creating this new tar- tribe of holistic healers has just got me through and really let me heal those wounds. And I wouldn't say they came from my childhood. I'd say I created a lot of the self-sabotage to to learn, to grow. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us need that stimulation, however it comes, whether we create it ourselves. I can relate to your story very much so. I think there's something about those tribulations, whether they're sort of self-imposed or through circumstance, mm-hmm. that definitely help help people to dig, dig deeper than they might otherwise. And some people find it in sports, you know, probably a healthier <laughs> healthier way yeah. of finding that that challenge. Oh, you can self sabotage on anything. You can be going to the gym too much. You can sure. be shopping too much. It doesn't have to be drugs, alcohol. Food is the big one. Um, I'd say screen screen time. Yeah, 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 screen time and scrolling. Yeah, especially for our younger generation. Sure, for sure. But um, yeah, it's all part and parcel of the learning. And I just knew that I wanted something deeper. And every time I I dove in, it was like, okay, this is it. It lights me up, you know. And every time I've learned and. Again, that's why we want to give back into those meditations and stuff because people have those feelings and thoughts and, and, and being really vulnerable. Like let's let's talk about the shit that people don't want to, you know, talking about drug addiction or whatever else. A lot of people hide it for the shame, the sure. guilt. And so I forget where I've started quite often and I just, yeah, I think it's a really important message to say that anybody who does need help can get it. They just have to ask. Yeah. And, um, and there's so many options. Yeah, absolutely. And, and be be open to change, I guess. Yes, 100%. Because I know uh, lots of people, regardless of the vice or regardless of the, the marker that they're identifying themselves with, mm. sometimes you can get so entangled in that identification that you can't imagine a different version of yourself 
if you see what I mean. Mm. You know, it's like, no, I am yeah. the gym junkie. I am. It doesn't, no, 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 no. You are someone who's engaging in that activity. That's not who you are or what you are. Yeah. That's just what you're doing. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So you, you mentioned, you know, you, you build and are building a tribe now of, mm. uh, you know, like-hearted people and yeah. um, uh, people on a similar path to yourself. Did you bring any of your old friends with you or did you have to kind of tend Ooh. to say, mm. look, you know, that that's no longer serving me? Do you know what? I would have to say 99.9% gone. There's maybe one or two that have, you know, got sober and are still in my life that I connect with. But definitely they're not on that holistic path. So they're more acquaintances now. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it's a definitely a big let go. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you were mentioning before um, you, you'd lived here. We can can we talk about maybe your employment stuff? Like, what, what have oh, you wow. done in terms of careers? Mm, good, good one. I actually went through this last night, so that's so funny. Finished year twelve, uh, went to TAFE and tried to be an accountant. Hated it. Uh, got my first real job at Radio Rentals. Was a salesperson. Uh, I can't be a liar, so I just couldn't sell. <laughs> like, I just wasn't wasn't very good at making those KPIs. I got my first real break as a career. I spent 10 years working at the tax office. So I guess that's where I got really business savvy and I just sure. kind of learned how to how to be. Went on maternity leave and started in beauty. So I'm just, I'm one of those people that can't sit still. So I was like, well, what else am I going to do? And a friend had a, a beauty salon, so I started studying. And then I started my own beauty business in 2009. Laser wasn't a very big thing. I bought my own laser machine and... So in the midst of this, I was still going, battling my addiction. And by the time it got to 2013, it was obviously really bad. So I got sober and then I started bringing the holistic, the Reiki and the hypnotherapy. I started studying bringing that into my business. Yeah, wow. And then business wasn't going so well. So I had a couple of other jobs in between. I actually worked in the prisons. So that's pretty interesting. Sure. That was cool. Uh, I just, you know, from everything I've been through, I genuinely love people and I don't judge. So that was a, a, a very interesting place. I thought I was going to be a prison officer, but no, the universe had other ideas. And then that those contracts finished and I started working in education. And um, throughout in my holistic and my business, I kids just became very attracted to me. And I started working with my kids as well. As soon as I learned something hypnotherapy-wise, language-wise, positive-wise, anchoring, energy, I started working with them very young, testing on them, I suppose, from they were seven and four. And um, just throughout my my um, my holistic journey, kids just kept getting attracted to me. And they're like, can you work with my kid? Can you do this? And I work from, you know, bedwetting and not sleeping and um, anxiety. And I just some reason it just downloaded everything I learned as a coach, as a hypnotherapist, NLP person. I didn't want to work with, didn't, not that I didn't want to work with adults. I found so much more pleasure when a kid got it. Like I could literally cry when a kid gets sure. something and they, they can work out their anger or their emotional regulation or whatever it is that's going on for them or feel safe. Yeah. It just, it just kept coming. And so I've been working with children probably for the last, I was adding it up in the car on the way here, the last seven years. Beautiful. And um, I've just now written my own practitioner training. So I'm teaching other holistic coaches, also parents, how to use all these frames. I've got my own modality on how to connect, empower, and play and grow with kids. Sure. So I'm teaching that here at Riverdale. Um, I'm running a six-week program, so I'm using your space as well. And um, it's going really well. 
Beautiful. Really, really well. That sounds really powerful. Mm. Uh, the the thing I like personally about kids, I, I have been accused many times of being a big kid. Uh, as I mentioned before, I was riding my skateboard around there. Yeah. 46 years old. Um, however, I find mm. that kids typically are so so much less attached to an idea of who they are and mm. they're so much more open to just, oh, here's an, an experience, an opportunity, something mm. to go with, go into. Uh, at least that's you know observing my own kids is like oh wow you just did that without considering anything you just did it um, whereas you know you see an adult myself even would would stand on the precipice for so long going oh, is it should I shouldn't I by the time I've thought of it they've already done it twice and have mastered it um, are you do you find a similar experience that yeah hundred percent kids, kids are, kids more are um so number one is the connection. Like if you've got that connection, and as I said, I, I teach a way on, on how to do that, but if kids feel safe with you, they'll bring anything to you and they'll work with you with something. So that's the main thing. And then um, if they trust and they have that safety with you, they will. They'll try anything. And from the ages um, under seven and eight, they're totally unconscious. So they'll play with you with everything and just get it. Ages older, then they start questioning, which is good. Um, but yeah, I work from ages two to 18 and it's just, it's really cool. They're energetic beings. So they get it at a soul level so quickly. And you think about us, you know, we're in our forties trying to still work out some of our triggers and emotional things and things crop up. We go back to our childhood. We go back to our inner child to work on it. So why not work with our kids now? So they've got it so they can carry it through their lifetime without having to hold the baggage of whatever that is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I remember when my kids were much younger, they're in their early teens now, uh, Picking them up at childcare, and you or, or kindy, and inevitably some some other little random kid would come up and to tell you where they live, their life story. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just so open with expressing themselves. Like, hi, my name's X, and I go here, and I live there, and I like this. And you never asked a single question; they were just ready to share everything with you. It's it's at such a beautiful age, and um, I think handled correctly can set up really great habits and really great pathways for them um, if it's done in you know in a skilled way which is obviously what you've put together yeah and I've worked for like big corporations and, and you know education and and they're great but being an own practitioner you can really create that safe loving space and um, it's it's also really powerful to teach uh, parents that are overloaded we have a lot of kids with diagnosis these days and labels and I don't particularly like labels but they do have them and um, when you know, parents are overloaded. They need that support too and that other option. And sometimes a psychologist or an OT or a speech or an allied professional just isn't it. You know, they get to see them once a month or whatever else. But to have somebody to really come in and energetically connect with not only the parent but the child and really want for them to work out whatever the issue is that's going in, it just empowers them so much. They just, they literally light up. They, yeah, they they do. They get it very, very quickly. Well, I'm confident that 99.9% of people want to do their best for their children. They do, yeah. And I'm pretty also confident that 99.9% of people are just winging it. Oh, <laughs> we know? all are. We exactly. all are. 100%. Because I know I'm learning. one of those guys. That oh. I want nothing more than to do the right thing for my children, but sometimes I just genuinely don't know what the right thing to do is. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, sometimes we're overloaded too. Like I, if our cups are empty, we don't behave always the best. And, you know, just also providing that safe space for parents to come and ask questions and what would you do in this situation and, and the rest. And, you know, um, because I've been delving so deeply into this, you know, 
so many tricks of different ways to unpack with children and, and use positive language and anchor their safety or their happiness and, and move them through, which is we're not taught that as parents. And, and we need to parent completely differently than our parents taught like taught us. Mm. It's not the same anymore. Yeah, that's what my kids keep reminding me. Mm. <laughs> Dad, you don't get it. <laughs> you were not a kid in the 2020s. Mm. Uh, thank goodness, actually, I'll be honest. Oh, but, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, Tam, well, do you mind telling me a little bit more about it? Obviously, I don't want you to give away all of your trade secrets um, for free, given it's your business, but yeah. what's the format? What's what's the format of the course that you've yeah, put together? Yeah, so um, it's running as a pilot right now, and I've got my next intake in April, but it's a six-week program. So for people here in Australia as well, as I talked about kids, there's a lot of diagnosis out there as well, and that's where a lot of parents are struggling. So we have a beautiful uh, system here in Australia called the NDIS system, yes, um, which is the National Disability Insurance Scheme. And so I'm teaching other holistic practitioners, whether it's you know healers, yogi, how do they access that as well as another source of income, and also holistically go in and help families out that are looking for that alternative rather than. Uh, medicine or medication or, or whatever else or you know if, the, if if for instance the psych is not just you know it's not enough so I'm teaching that I'm teaching people how to start a business as well because you know I've been doing it for a long time so a little bit of life skills and then my actual method of working with children because that's my passion sure so yeah so business coaching um, getting them up and running because I get a lot of referrals now I'm like super busy thank the universe sure but yeah I want students underneath me doing what I love and really connecting in their own way and their own specialty. And then also, if it is possible, also accessing the other uh, revenue. So I'm hoping this will go a national uh, course eventually. Sure. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah, why, why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah Dream big. Right. Yeah. What do they say? Um, they tap into the macroeconomics of, of the digital age and all of that sort of um, opportunity that you know, people like myself still struggle to concept the, the scale of what's available. You know, we really have mm. all got – um, supercomputers in our pockets. 100%. And yeah. if we can be offering something of value to others and they can tap into it, geography is really no longer mm. an issue for people to, to get into that. And what I worked out from just delivering this, as I said, this is my first time delivering, but what I've worked out with all the knowledge, this is not just for coaches and wanting to work with children. This is a, an amazing course for parents too. You know, parents that are struggling that, you know, their cup is empty, they're stressed out or they're not feeling good. You know, how else can they connect with their kids and really help them themselves? So there's so many tools within that as well. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. Uh, I think I might be joining, joining Excellent. Guys. Next round. Next <laughs> yeah. round. Yeah. In fact, that NDIS uh, opportunity, that's something that maybe off air I'd like to speak to you about as well because mm. it's something that I've had written in my to-do list for for a couple of years at least now. I had this idea that uh, while maybe not necessarily offering expertise in, in the level that you're offering, but offering opportunity for even respite, as part of I'd the love to run camps here. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. You know, what yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, uh, NDIS is a beautiful um, revenue tool, especially for parents, families, kids in need. And there's so many different ways that you can use it, from therapies all the way down to to respite, to yeah. you know, days, activities, workshops. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, currently, and I'm you know not bragging, but you know you can bill out anywhere between four and five thousand a week. Sure. You know, I've got subcontractors working underneath me, so if it was somebody looking for a business opportunity. You know, and they don't know how to do it. It it actually can be quite lucrative. Sure, um, depends on what you know what your values are. But yeah, know. yeah. Well, that's what what, we, what I imagined was even you know camping and yes. outdoor yeah. activities are the sort of things that my family takes for granted. 
And it's something that I think is such a valuable getting back to grounding, nature. bonding experience. And then I was reflecting on the fact that, you know, for some folk who maybe are um, physically find things like that difficult, uh, mentally find those sorts of things difficult, that we could put on programs where people could come and have a inverted commas normal weekend mm. without all of the stress of having to organise it themselves. But they could perhaps come and do a bit of glamping style camping yep. in a in a structured format that would be very close to the same experience. Um, but very just interesting that you say that because I um, did say to the universe and to my wife that I was looking for um, a male energy to start running these things with. So you never know, Justin might might start running these things because I would definitely want to help kids and, and have that kind of respite for families. So sure. you never know what will happen in the future. Yeah, that's cool because yeah. I, I actually had a, a bit of an epiphany maybe six months ago or thereabouts where I thought, oh, I finally have uh, reached a level of maturity that I have developed a broad range of skills. And I know this is probably not a um, politically correct thing to say these days, but when I was a kid, I used to look at a bloke who could do some basic things like do a little bit of work on a car, tie a cool knot, you know, do these sort of uh, set up a fire. I mean, I know they're not uh, gender specific things, but back then I was like, oh, that's, a, that's the sort of man I want to be. Yeah. And I woke up one day and just went, I know how to do all of those things. I am that man. I should help other people you manifested. Learn, learn how to do these, what I think are fairly basic life skills. But uh, for a lot of people, it escapes them. You know, if nobody shows you how to do these things, then yeah. how are you going to learn? Yeah, beautiful. And as I said, that's, they are. There are generally masculine things to do. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's not gender specific. People can, anybody could do of course. them. But, My wife's um, better at most but, of them. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's beautiful because, as I said, like I really think that the kids these days, they need that masculine feminine energy and they'll, they'll get stuff from, from both sides. So, you know, whether it's that protector father mode, you know, let's get out there and do some out, outdoorsy stuff or hands-on like fixing. My dad's a fixer. And then you get the nurturing from the mother. You get that, you know, let's do whether it's, you know, cooking or arts and crafts or just whatever it is. Um, it's good to have a balance of the both. Sure. And, um, yeah, I love that. All right, I'm going to jot this it. down. We'll, we'll talk after. We will. We will. <laughs> ah, very cool. So you had a pretty wide range. It sounds like you've developed uh, a really strong local business, you know, with subcontractors. And, and can you tell me a little bit more about the structure of that? Only as much as you yeah, feel comfortable. Yeah, so um, – I started off um, really getting back into my business because I got my disability qualification scrubbing toilets. I was like, okay, oh. if I can just <laughs> just help this lady and, and just do that. You know, I progressed and I was too busy. I started doing more therapy styles and I was, I was working and I was like, oh, I need someone to do the cleaning for me. So I, I got a subcontractor and so she does the cleaning for so many houses. And then I got busier again and I was like, actually, I need some other holistic therapists. So I got another hypnotherapist and another nurse that's amazing working with kids. And so they go out and do respite with kids or weekly check-ins with the household. And it's just progressed to that. And to the point now that, as I said, I want to teach, uh, I've got eight students at the moment that I'm going to teach how to do it themselves so they can have their own business getting out there. And it's as it's, it's, it's simply as it could be, you know, going in, making a cup of tea for a family because they, sure. they need it. You know, mum needs a break or she needs to get to the shops or it could be, you know, depending on what you are, you could go in and do some yoga or some breath work or meditation or hypno, whatever it is. Um, families out there need more than what they're getting. Yeah. They're yeah, looking yeah. for ad additional supports. Sure. Well, I know, I mean, I'm very fortunate I circumstances has allowed me to have a pretty comfortable life and a pretty cruisy uh, path to it, uh, certainly cruisier than, than a lot of people have um, had, to, had to live with. But I know I made a phone call on the weekend to a child helpline when I was just 
I was at the end of my my rope. I was like, I don't know what to do with this kid. He's freaking out. Um, and and so I can completely understand that there shouldn't be any stigma around saying asking for help. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and yeah. and that's it. We don't know what we don't know, and you know every child is different. Doesn't matter. You know it might a different strategy might have worked one day and it just doesn't. Of course. Um, but, yeah, I think, again, like talking about that vulnerability, um, having those places where parents can really say, hey, I am struggling, I'm, I'm not doing well at this, learning that language and how to unpack. I don't I don't know if this is a, a normal thing or not, but a lot of parents don't know how to then apologise and unpack what's happened. If you've yelled at your kid or something's gone on or you've had a meltdown or you've had a bad day, and it's not really gone well, you know, picking your times to go back to a child and get on their level sure. and say, hey, let, let's do better. Like, I'm sorry, you know, blah, 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 whatever was going on for you. I noticed that you were really struggling and I didn't, you know, I didn't help that situation. I didn't have space to hold you and you were having your meltdown. Let's do better tomorrow. And, you know, seeing that, that, that that's the step. Sure. And I've always, I've always done that, you know. I, I don't know when that clicked in. But just saying that some parents don't know how to do that. And then seeing also for a child, seeing their parent ask for help, that is setting such a good um, moral standard because sure. then they need help later on. They go, oh, yeah, dad asked for help that time. You know, he was seeing somebody and or mom or whatever. Yep. And then they don't feel so bad about asking for help. Yeah, that's a great point, definitely, because I, I know when I was a kid, I and I, I think it's a fairly common experience for kids is you see adults and you assume that they know what they're doing <laughs> we do sometimes yeah sometimes, sometimes we do right <laughs> but you know what I mean like you, you see an adult and you go yeah, oh, don't worry the adults have got this well you that know. that is that is part of our um genetic up uh coding actually for safety so we have to believe that our parents have got it it's not till we get older that we're like oh my god oh. they actually didn't uh and then we actually have a bit of compassion for our parents and can love them a little bit differently because yeah. like oh okay yeah. you know they had their stuff too and you can, you know, we understand that now as adults, but yeah, just um, being able to know when we've ha- when we're at our limits or we need our cups filled because if we don't have our cups filled, we can't be the best parents back in our homes. Yeah, of course. You know, for them, for sure. Oh, that that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, like I say, very valuable, and particularly in my personal experience these days and age with um, with screens being so prevalent. Yes, and the. That the hijacking, you know, the mind jacking, I'd call yeah, it. Yeah, and, and kids are getting social anxiety and they don't want to leave their bedrooms and they're not interacting the same. You know, my 15-year-old, you know, we were running around and, and barely home at that age because they're getting all the connection from their friends virtually. It's so, so different. So, you know, getting them back sure. in nature, getting them out, um, giving them real-life experiences is so important as well. Well, I've been noticing that with my own children and, and the children of others, when – when they're removed from the stimulus of of a screen of or some digital connection, and it doesn't apparently matter what the the content is, there's something about the the screen. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm. I think it numbs them. I think it numbs them, and then because they get addicted to their game or whatever it is, they get an anxiety about leaving it. I don't want to finish. I don't want to yeah. go. I don't want to. And my kids will even say, "I don't want to go. I don't want to go to the shops. I don't want to." Um, no, you're going. I make them because yeah, as soon sure. as they get out and they're around um, whatever we're doing, they're completely different kids and they're yeah. so much more interactive and they're so much kinder or happier. Um, it is a bit of a dark hole and we just have to be mindful of it. And I'm not saying, you know, don't use them because, God, we have to work and, you know, also you don't want them to be 
on the outside either. You know, you I want know, them it's... to you want them to connect and, and still have that kind of stuff. But it is a, it is a little bit hard to balance, and and we're and we're learning through it because we've got no idea because we didn't grow up with it. Yeah, that's right for sure. Well, I've I've noticed that it's a lot of the behaviours really replicate the same sort of behaviours that an addict experiences, no matter what the substance or the the, the, the stimulus towards that addiction. Yeah, withdrawal, anxiety around it. Are super real. What I understand is, like you know, when when they're observing the YouTube or the whatever it is that's giving them this satisfaction, giving us, I won't say them. Giving yeah, or us, us, we do it too. We, yeah. get we, it. we we get on our phones and we forget. Yeah, for sure. But whatever it is, it's like jacking up our dopamine systems. Um, which makes you feel kind of good somehow, mm-hmm. um, satisfied. All those likes. Exactly. How many likes do I have? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but then when you remove that stimulus, your brain or your system has a way of wanting to find equilibrium. Mm. And so because you experienced such a, a high, it's going to help you equalise by experiencing a low. And that's I see it in my kids all the time, whereas mm. they get irritable and agitated and desperate actually for access, You know, even though they have a fairly restricted access already. Wow. It's like, it's it's a quite an intense uh, experience. So I know I believe personally that that is um, a real driving force for a lot of the anxiety and a lot of Absolutely. the dissatisfaction with the real world in inverted commas. Yeah. Um, and so I think parents across the board, no doubt, struggle with All that. All struggling with it, yeah. Yeah, yep. I, I think having something like what you're offering as a as a safety net and as some sort of platform to have confidence moving forward it seems like a really much needed thing. It's so funny because, yeah, I had on my vision board. So my businesses have evolved with always using the same acronym CSS. Okay. And so I started off as a beautician with um, celebrity skin services. It was all about having nice skin, you know. And then I added in the hypnotherapy and the Reiki and the energy work. So I changed it to cleansing skin and soul. But many, many years ago, I had on my vision board children's safe space so still css yes and uh, i've just trademarked that and it's just so it's so right because you know creating that safe space for kids to just be them outside of those technologies as well is is so needed sure in so many different places of the world you know creating that safe space for them to grow and learn yeah beautiful Mm. so uh, how would people get involved in this april um, induction system is is that something that's happening online or they should contact you directly yeah so um currently i am not tech savvy and i am upgrading all my like marketing and, and advertising but yeah uh-huh. i'm on facebook nicole hamilton yep. uh, children's safe space is also on facebook and cool. um, on insta yep. and um yeah through the riverdale center as well you know you, you guys have got my my details so and then it's just a little interview process make sure okay. we're all the right fit but yeah sure yeah. And there's many other services that me and my subcontractors provide for families as well. Yeah, great. Uh, is there specific content, uh, rather not content, is there specific um, criteria that you're looking for? What, what, you know, you speak of an interview process or is that just a personality, see how we fit? Uh, I guess I just want to see where they fit, you know, if they're really ready for the course or whether they need one-on-one coaching or whether they sure. need a, need a uh uh, a support worker to go to their home. So just really working out what their actual needs are. There's no point, you know, jumping into a course that's not quite right or, or whatever yep. else. So just really um, making sure that it's aligned. Sure. Mm. Beautiful. So once you've got this one up and running, mm. uh, how do you is it envision um, expanding the program out to a national audience? Yeah. As I said, so it's actually in this, in the stages, I see it in my mind, but eventually probably all digitally, it'll be all online, but the thing that I have in my heart at the end is actually watching these um, 
students working with kids. So I'm bringing the kids back here and, and, and um, at the end of the program to certify them, seeing them, how they work in sessions and how they create that yeah, safe right. space and how they use my modality. Uh, I guess it can be all done digitally. But, yes, I definitely want to um, market it around Australia so everyone can start using this NDIS and in a holistic way. So maybe it could be uh, – this is a little self-serving, but maybe it could be a digital – offering that culminates at the end uh, as a retreat at Riverdale. It could be, yeah, 100%. <laughs> the kids would love that. The sure. kids would love that. And the parents, um, you know, we maybe we have to expand here, Justin. I yeah. don't know. But, yeah, I actually thought it would be really cool to run those respites where the kids are here but then the parents stayed somewhere as well sure. so that the parents could get their cup filled so we could be working with the kids and they could actually – you know, do their stuff, but the parents, you know, you could have another practitioner doing, filling their cup and then the yep. parents aren't too far away as well. So then, you know, they go back as a family all refreshed and rejuvenated. Yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely, idea. definitely. Well, let's put that to the universe. Let's make that happen. For sure. Particularly, I guess, if if it's done and I, I can, I'm just sort of like imagining here, but mm-hmm. I think what would work for my family would be if my children were learning from someone other than me. Yes. Oftentimes, you know, is, 100%. is, is the go. They don't listen to their parents. <laughs> Mine it. don't either. So having the children learning a technique from, from someone um, yes. and then the parents learning the Same kind of complementary of te- technique yes. from someone else. And then coming back together as well because, you know, I do do work with families where they can reconnect because we don't get disjointed as well. How do you how do you repair, um, you know, having that negative teenager and not being able to communicate with them or how do you connect in or even with spouses, whatever it is. Sure. There, there's so much that can be can be taught in these types of things as well. So much, so much potential. So much potential. Yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. Well, it's great to be a part of, in some small way, part of your journey with that. It was really... Um, privilege to have you here well thank you so much and um just one more shameless plug please Um, go for it the self-love retreats so crystal and i I mentioned before we're giving back to the community we're running our free ice baths but we have you know for um three or four i'm not sure booked for self-love retreats and um we've got one coming up here in march yes and there's a few places left it's going to be uh all female this one um, the one in May will be co-ed, but this one is all fire and ice. So it's all the dark and the light side of feminine energy and really allowing those mums um, or females, doesn't matter if they're mums or not, to really fill their cup and find their self-love and find their feminine power. Yep. So super excited to, you know, we, we use your space. It's just amazing. We have a chef that comes in. It's all healthy foods. Um, everything's provided. It's just an amazing space. And yeah, last year's last, the two last year, we ran three, but the last two were Completely sold out. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, mm. ki- the kitchen always smells awesome when when you've got your chef. What was your chef's name again? Oh, Janie. Janie's when, amazing. Yeah, yeah. When, yes. Whenever she's ja- when Janie's here, you walk past the the kitchen and go, "Oh, I wasn't hungry, but all of a now sudden, I am. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I am now. Oh, that, yeah. That's beautiful. And you mentioned some potential for uh, co-ed. Yes, in the we're future. excited. So yeah, tell me about with, that. with this tribe, um, with these um, ice baths and meditation, I have met some beautiful, beautiful men. Some you know safe energies and um, you know that's. It, Probably difficult to say, but sometimes females don't feel safe around a lot of lot of male energies. But with this, you know, tribe of people just really coming to get connect and be vulnerable, I felt the need that there, there does need to be that balance. Sure. And um, you know, men need healing too. So yeah, we'll be running a co-ed one and, and really balancing those masculine and feminine energies in May. So that'll sure. be exciting. And ice baths are included. Yeah, cool. Now that, that is <laughs> exciting. It is, it is part of the healing process. But yeah. That's really exciting to me because uh, as one of the lonely men here at, at Riverdale, I mean, I'm very fortunate to be here at Riverdale. Surrounded, surrounded by, by all these women. <laughs> so many beautiful people. Um, but, you know, it, it's 
clear to anyone that we could do with more masculine energy on the need on, it on the, the planet, you know. The ones good, that are, yeah, good masculine good energy that's masculine curious energy and, sure. and, and these tribes are bringing it in. It's just so amazing. So if you do stay maybe next week for the ice bath, you get to meet some of these beautiful men. I've sure. got an amazing shaman coming in tonight for some okay. storytelling and some um, instrument playing. Brilliant. And, um, yeah, it's just building that tribe. So who knows where it's going to go. But, yeah, super excited. Co-ed one in, um, in May. Because, yeah, that's something that um, – And maybe I, you'll be there. Well, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I find myself – having to give myself more permission. Yeah, increasingly. I've always been somebody who for probably to their own detriment has been more likely to go, oh, no, these people need me, I'll do that. Or these people need me, I'll do that. Uh, I'm trying to slowly build the habit of going, oh, but I can't think, think I would need that. Um, yeah, we do. And we, we learn. Like it's a constant a constant thing. And if we're not learning and growing and filling our own cup, then how do you give so much? Like how do you sure. manage this place and – and, you know, give so much to all the practitioners and make it all run and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. I think what it is is for me personally, subconsciously, I'm trying to make up for my terribly selfish teens and 20s <laughs> where I was just so self-centered. I think I'm trying to make amends for that somehow by just overcompensating. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll do anything for anyone as, if I can yeah, beautiful. within my capacity. But it's not necessarily. It's not always a good thing. Yeah, no. it's not the, necessarily. The, the, the flow has to be there. It has to be the giving and receiving. For sure. So Absolutely. that's an interesting one. If your hands get really cold in the ice bath and they hurt, it means that you're not giving and receiving, you're not in flow. Okay. So if you're, you know, on a Friday, double sure. check. Double check if your hands are, are sore. I haven't met anyone whose hands weren't yet. <laughs> oh, really? But if you have, if you jump in the next week and you've really worked on that, yeah, no, next time the, they should be Okay, fine. cool. That's interesting. Mm. So yeah, the, with with the um, idea of getting more men here, I've been trying to get a a men's group mm-hmm. happening here as well. And I started off kind of just holding a space, thinking that that might be that would be enough. I don't know why I thought that would be enough. Um, and I think now that it, it's been several months of attempt with with really limited success, I think what I'm going to try and do now is try and make it more activity based. Mm-hmm. And also maybe network as well because I know some two beautiful um, men's coaches and anxiety coaches. So, like, you know, finding those t- people to sure. kind of invite in would be really, really good in their crowd. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can sure. always link you up with those. But I, men tend to be the harder target audience. You yeah. know, women do go the searching and men will be like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm, yeah. I'm fine in my cave over here. I'm good. Um, and that's just, that, that's just their, um, their genetic makeup actually. I have beer. We'll be fine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> like my dad. Sure. Yeah, well, I, I'm figuring that the initial setup that I had really did invite straight into conversation. And I think in, in retrospect, <laughs> most men, I love to chat, but most men are kind of going, yeah, they need something to do. Let's do something. And we might talk while might, we're doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try and reframe what, I, what I'm working on there. But So good. But yeah, we really appreciate someone coming with the intention of having male retreats or, or at least co-ed retreats mm. because it's um, very few and far between. Oh, really? Oh, good. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things as well, though, you, you mentioned... Not always, but on occasion, women can find it uh, challenging being around male energy, particularly if strangers and sometimes, yeah, it can be. Um, it hasn't been for me in the later years, but definitely, definitely before. And um, I just maybe may, I don't know, maybe I've changed, I don't know, but just mm-hmm. yeah, I've been a part of these containers and different tribes, and have found a lot of genuine, beautiful 
male energy out there. Sure. And um, I think that it should be, um, yeah, commended and, 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 uh, and, yeah, they should be invited because we can learn so much from them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, you and anyone can come to Riverdale regardless of uh, really any aspect of their personality or gender or preferences mm. or whatever, mm. that you can come to Riverdale and you will be treated with respect and you'll be treated with kindness and you will hopefully feel safe because it will be a safe environment. Mm. Let's just open it up because I think the tides are turning. I really do. I think sure. that there's some beautiful male energies that do want to get out there, that do want to have a voice, that are creating it. And if there's more men like you that are creating that safe space for men as well and inviting them in and, and women like us as well, like Crystal and I and, and whoever else that you know says, no, we want to celebrate you guys. You know, mm. We've got stuff to learn from you. We want to feel safe in your energy as well because you know, that, is, that is the innate nature. You know, men are the protectors, women are the nurturers. Let's, let's combine those beautiful powers. Let's not be fighting each other with that. Let's, let's be our best and our divine in both of those. And you know, if we can bring that and really celebrate it, I think it will be so good. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful, Nicole. Uh, so, look, is there, is there any last little bits that you'd like to to discuss? I feel like we've kind of touched on most. I think we've covered it. Most like, of the I stuff. Just, yeah, I feel really, really good. Um, For sure, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, nothing else is dropping in on me. No, I look forward to yeah what this conversation started and and where we're going to go to from here. And if anybody doesn't know the Riverdale when we when we start you know putting this podcast out, please share it. Yes. Um, please come and visit this beautiful center because it is amazing here. Like you literally walk on the grounds, and like you said, you want to create this this safe space. It is. It already is. Sure. You know, people walk on here and they just feel at home. They feel connected. Um, it's just an amazing place to visit. And there's there's quite a few little free things. You know, you've got your church and a nice place to come and visit yeah beautiful well thanks for plugging us no worries thank you for having me <laughs> it's been a real pleasure nicole mm. um so if anyone would like to get in touch with you they can find you on facebook nicole hamilton mm-hmm. children's safe space on facebook as well and yes. nicole hamilton on insta and i do have an old website sitting there somewhere that is cleansing skin and soul sure but yes yeah and all through here you yep. guys will be able to find me give us a call sure. and we'll get in touch mm. beautiful Thanks so much for coming in. Thank I, you so much, I Justin. Hope, I hope it was good. It was fun. Yeah, and I hope your first podcast was, ah, uh, you know, not the last. A, no, I hope not. I want to share that message. Sure, that's no, much appreciated, Nicole. Thank you so much. See you later. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about any of Nicole's upcoming events or any other events presented at Riverdale, just check out our website on www.riverdale.org.au. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please tell a friend about it and help us share the love. Until next time.